Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we welcome a special guest to come take a deep dive into a one-hit wonder artist with us. And together, we decide if that artist brought the one-hit thunder or was nothing more than a one-hit blunder. You can find One Hit Thunder anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join in on the fun each week. Yes, yesterday, uh, April 10th, was in fact my birthday. So, yeah, it's your birthday, the big yeah. 30. I told you this on Facebook. I felt like my life didn't actually start to get good until 30. Yeah. Um, I, I have a very strong opinion, which is like, as a teenager, you're not a human being just yet. Like you are still just like a mixture of hormones and emotions yeah. that isn't like fully formed. And like your twenties also kind of suck because you're like caught in this weird period of your life where it's like, you still feel like you're a kid, but the world is telling you you're an adult and you're still like holding on to like kid emotions and thoughts and frustrations and like, Things like wanting to fit in still kind of matter a little bit in the early half of the 20s. Yeah. And then like the later half of the 20s, you're just getting sideswiped by all the adult shit that's starting to really like roll in. So (laughs) by 30, you're like, I understand the adult shit that's been thrown at me for the most part. Like you're still never going to understand it. I'm baffled by things on a daily basis that I feel like I should know. But 30s are so much better. You can just live life. And I would, I, I, I am not bitter about anything at all, but as somebody who has been through like marriage, divorce, refinanced their house, uh, I spent the better part of early 2020 or the end of 2020, um, in and out of the hospital, 
for surgery. Um, I really hope my thirties end up better. Than, no, you than got the a way lot. My look, you got all the. Way. Listen, this is this is why. Again, I'm not bitter. I don't. I don't want anybody to think no, I'm bitter. I, I would never say anything. And I don't think you are bitter, but like no. I feel like you are a prime example. And there are people who've been able to make this work. Yeah, don't get married in your early twenties. Like. You don't know no. who you are. The person you're marrying doesn't know who you are. You're still it's in true. the middle of changing as people. Like, I feel like when I hit 30, I finally knew who I was and yeah. I felt comfortable with who I was. That was the yeah. I kind of always knew who I was, but I fought against it throughout most of my 20s. <laughs> then the 30s, I, I just that. fully embraced everything. Exactly. As you should, Matt. Yeah. You're, a, you're a wonderful person. So what we're talking about today and for all you people that listen to this as a wrestling podcast, don't worry. We'll get we'll, there. We'll, we'll, get we'll, there. we'll get to Cody we'll Rhodes. As much as as much as Matt do, is like, I just don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk. about You know what? Fuck it. We're going to do this now. Okay. We're going to do this right now. Let's get this now. out of the way because here's the thing. Okay. I, I've been thinking about this for a really long time. <laughs> Me too. Because, because, well, no, I've been thinking about it because of you. Because you've okay. asked about it constantly. There's, and I'm just like... Who the fuck cares? It's it's kind of like at the end of the day, Dylan, I, the way I, I take it is this is kind of how I feel post the Oscars where all this shit was about like two millionaires having a tiffy in the middle of uh, an award show for 30 seconds is the like Cody- they're rich as fuck. I don't care. They don't give a shit about me. Why am I so invested in this? Because I felt like he cared, man. I felt like he cared. No, I haven't How watched Raw yet. This motherfucker cut on starting a revolution. Well, I mean, he and did start a revolution, and then okay, he left but that he, revolution. But then he said, "Fuck that revolution. I'm going back." This man has gone on record as saying that Sting is his favorite wrestler of all time. And now he's saying Triple H is his favorite wrestler of all time. He smashed the fucking throne on pay-per-view. He said that talking about the other company would be lazy if he were to go on air and talk about the other company. That's what you did, dude. Well, You like, can't sit I, there listen. and complain about not winning the big one when you literally booked yourself away from winning the big one in AEW. And don't sit there and say... I wrestled everybody I wanted to in AEW. Listen, you didn't wrestle Punk. You didn't wrestle Brian. You didn't wrestle Kenny in AEW. You know what your biggest feuds were in AEW? QT fucking Marshall. All right. So let me. QT Marshall. And you know what? Hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. If it's, if the whole thing is like, because one of the rumors is that he left because he didn't want to get like continue getting booed and he didn't want to turn heel. So here's how you do that. Maybe don't come back the week after Malachi kicks your head off. Like, like maybe take a few, a few months off and then come back. Listen, I'm not, I don't, I can't badmouth the guy. Cause like you just said, like these people don't give a shit. It's a business. I mean, it's a business, but everything he says doesn't, it's not genuine. It's not genuine. I think Cody Rhodes is the ultimate heel. And until he plays into that, I just can't take anything he says seriously. So I do know. Look, I again, I the most I get out of wrestling beyond watching the pay-per-views for both companies is that uh, I watch Coldaholic every day and get there, get my yeah, news from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And they did talk about the contract with WWE. And I think that one of the things that's in that contract that is very, very telling is that he is now executive producer on any documentaries about his dad, which I think is. I think that's important. I think that that's very important. Yeah, to I him. get it. I get like, it. Like you know, what I mean, like it's like that. That I think is an aspect of of something that's crucial. And I do think, at the end of the day, he's doing what's best for for Cody and his family. I also will say that, like, look, I hang out on Twitter when I'm watching WrestleMania. That's just my thing. You know, what yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, I want to see what people are tweeting. Because spoiler alert, the only reason I watch pay per views and award shows is because it's the one time that Twitter's not a giant sewage pit and is actually filled with really quick-witted funny people Twitter, for a couple hours. Twitter rules. And I think I've gone on record on on saying that on this podcast is it's my favorite social media site because the thing about Twitter is it's like it is a wasteland. Like it is it is Mad Max it is Road Warrior on Twitter. Yeah, there I just is don't no... need to be in the wasteland. I, I'm not <laughs> no, I get on it. the wasteland at it. this point. I'll like, I will, um, I will scroll through Twitter. You will see some crazy shit on Twitter. Not all of it good. And I don't want to say that, oh, I love Twitter because it's great. It's not. It's mostly a cesspool. But I love Twitter and I love wrestling Twitter. And I think a lot of like wrestling Twitter is people trolling one another and i think there are certain people that do take wrestling twitter too seriously um this is a very niche group of a niche group that yeah. we're discussing right now. for sure but, but but i guess what my point that i was going to say is yeah. that when i was on twitter i did see you know you do still see aw people who are live tweeting during wrestlemania and oh, yeah. it's not like for the most part it's not hate you know what no, I mean? No, no, like, no, no, no. because I think that at the end of the day, it's like, I, I think that people fall into two buckets sometimes with, with the AEW WWE thing. And I know okay. that, that for my bucket, it's more like this thing that I love has hurt me a lot lately, but yeah. I still want it to be the thing that I always loved. Like yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. want it to get better. And like, that's why I do like, I, Totally being absolutely sincere. I think that this was one of the best WrestleManias I've watched in a long time. I had fun. And that's I all agree. I can ever ask for. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that that's the same thing with the people who are in AEW is like they want it to be fun to watch, too. <laughs> you know what oh, yeah. I mean? Like at the yeah, end no, of the no, day. No, no, no. And I, and and I, I didn't I, see. I totally. And I was just going to say, I didn't see from the stuff that I saw during WrestleMania. And then I like kind of popped in and out of Twitter to kind of see what was happening on raw. Cause I don't have cable, so I can't watch it live. Yeah. 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 But it seemed like people even on the AEW side, were speaking very kindly about Cody. Very I highly. didn't see very a lot of bad blood. And that's why I do have to think because I mean, look, the guy is a fucking carny at this point, but Bruce Pritchard's podcast does shine a lot of light sometimes <laughs> Dude, on the fact it. that you I can't listen can, to it anymore. Yeah, I pretty much skip most of them too. But he does do a good job of shining a light on the fact that, like, just because like David Meltzer or Wade Keller says that this is the reason something's happening, that isn't always exactly the reason why. It's, yeah, but here's why my problem. Happening. Here's my problem now is like you have people that are like shitting on. Meltzer for I mean this motherfucker's been doing this shit for decades now. Yeah. 
like running these dirt sheets for decades. He's 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 usually right. Like, yes. He's usually um, not wrong. So like that's my biggest issue with people hating on the guy is he he just reports shit that he hears. And I yeah. mean, no, it, he's for, not for sure. wrong. And I, so and I think I don't think he's making I don't think he's ever making up shit. I would never no. say that. But I do think that like, you know, I'm the same way. If <laughs> you could be like the nicest person on the planet, but if I feel personally burned by you and then immediately thereafter, someone's like, hey, do you have any opinions on this person? I'll be like, he's a fucker and you stay away from him. You and that's I mean? why I'm that's why we're talking about Cody Rhodes right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel personally burned. No, 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 no. Here's here's my thing. Uh, specifically, jokes aside, I feel like and this goes for the other man that was in that match. Um, I wish Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes would just shut the fuck up. Yes. Just shut the fuck up. Just do what you're there to do. Work, put on a great match, and shut the fuck up. I There's agree with no that. reason Seth Rollins had to yell, welcome back to the big leagues. Cause because you've got other people in the same company going, Oh, they're not our competition. Yeah. They're not our competition. And then you've got Cody like, yeah, I would never badmouth them. Well, you got the other guy in your match badmouthing them. Yeah. So like that's my thing. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. And and I'm fine if I they want to throw, would, sh- they wanna throw what, shots, though. that's fine too. But like, don't sit there and say we're above this and then still do it. But I think that that's just wrestling. That's the same as like, to me, Seth Rollins saying welcome back to the big time bitch is no different. <laughs> and actually, this was probably funnier. But in NXT, when Baron Corbin... Uh, said like go back to Ring of Honor to a person who had never wrestled in Ring of Honor. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, that is funny. That is, funny. <laughs> but at the same time, nobody on NXT was like, "Well, we're not in competition with them." That's true. I mean, that at that point. So I think I, I do. I want to enjoy it. Yes. Do I find everything that Cody has said at this point disingenuous? Also, yes. Um, See, no, I haven't watched his Raw promo, but I was told that it's very, like, I've heard a lot of people say it's one of the most beautiful promos that they've heard someone give in a long time. Here's the thing. I I was told the same thing. I watched it. Amazing. It's it's a great promo. It's the same fucking promos he's been cutting in AEW. He he gets sad. He does that little sad, like, I miss my dad. (laughs) 
Yep, and that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. So they haven't changed anything, which is good. You shouldn't change anything with Cody. It works, or it did work at a time. I do think you should change the theme that's like ripping on WWE. Like that's what that whole theme is about. If you look at the lyrics well, to that song. But but I also I agree with that decision as well. Man, this is so far off from Christmas conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll just I say think... I, I think that, that was the right decision in the yeah. sense of I remember hearing a couple reports that a lot of people backstage basically had to talk to Vince and be like, if we don't bring in Cody exactly how he is in AEW, then we are missing an opportunity for yeah. like the shots to be fired. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like it's like, that's just, that's just good business at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, 100%. I think you keep Cody the way he is. I would adjust the theme, even though that theme is one of my favorite themes, like in the past decade. Um, I do love that song. Uh, Edge's new theme is awesome too. Um, that Alter Bridge song. And I'd never thought I'd say that. Yeah, but, but but it's a great jam. Um, so final thoughts on WrestleMania. I enjoyed WrestleMania. Uh, night one ruled. Night two left a little bit for me to be desired. Oh, um, I mean, night two may not have been as great as night one, but night two had the greatest match I have ever watched in my entire life. Was it that uh, Johnny Knoxville? That Johnny Knoxville game? match was un. <laughs> fucking real like that's a match here's another thing that i'm very upset about and i love that match but it's the people that are like it's it's the tribalists yeah and i know i'm coming across as that as well but i i watch both i prefer aew um because i i i feel bad supporting wwe in certain instances yeah Um, they make they're not a they're not very nice people they're not good people People that are like, oh, AEW works with DDT. That's not real wrestling. That's joke wrestling. And then they're like, that Johnny Knoxville Sami Zayn match was fucking amazing. <laughs> so it's like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard for me to. That's, that's the bad part of wrestling that's, Twitter. That's the stay away from wrestling Twitter side of life, where it's yes. like, I only yeah. hop in there on WrestleMania. I don't have to care. <laughs> I have no but, investment. Um, I stay off match, Reddit. I stay off all of it. <laughs> it's funny because that night had the best. One of the best matches, but it also had the single-handedly the worst stunner we've ever seen. But you know what? (laughs) The more that I've watched that stunner, the better it is to me because it is atrocious. It is it is the horror movie night pick of stunners. Like you need to watch (laughs) the um. So they did like a a video, like a recap of WrestleMania. Props. Uh, I will never talk bad about WWE's editors because they made that shit look good. Yeah. They really did. I am not <laughs> kidding. Um, I will say by the night that, or by the time that night ended with uh, Brock and Roman, I believe I texted you and I said, unless it's shenanigans, I do not see Cody beating either one of these individuals. Maybe like a cash in. Uh, we talked about Money in the Bank a little bit, but yeah, I do I, not see Cody beating either one of them. I genuinely think that, see, to me, it's like I don't even factor that into the conversation because I'm convinced that Roman is carrying that belt until next year's role after Mania, um, which I actually think is a good idea as long as they're bringing in new blood for him to wrestle a little bit. He's going to wrestle Dwayne, right? Yeah, that's why I think that they're building to that, like him versus The Rock for next year's Mania. I thought he was going to come out at the the after. Uh, The only thing I'll say about that side of things too is uh, I'm not sure if you caught this 
news video because god they dropped like 15 news videos on coldaholic over the weekend yeah um did did you watch the video about how roman almost left the company in 2020 yeah and i like i my appreciation for roman kind of went up even more i mean it's also you could look at it as like a hey he's entitled and he gets to do something that a lot of other wrestlers don't have the uh the chance to do but the fact that he basically was like yo, you either let me be a heel and do this angle that I want to do or I'm going to go. And and also just being like, and your writers aren't allowed to touch it. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, like, Dude, it's like, the, that's dope. That's awesome. The, the thing is, is that this bloodline angle should have started the night after he beat Taker. Yeah, it's it like really. It's, and it felt like it was going to. It, yeah. When this he just my yard the ring, now. Yeah, like, this is my yard now. Shit. Boom, that should have been it. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I think he had to build himself up to to yeah. the point where he had done so much for Vince that he could hold Vince yeah. accountable and be like, yo, dude, I'm going to fucking bounce unless you let me do this heel <laughs> run. And like, you know, they were saying on the Coda Holic video, like he's going to be heel until the crowd naturally starts cheering him as yep. a baby face. And, yep. and I, and I mean, they were kind of doing it at mania. Yeah. I mean, and, and people have started, especially because they don't want to see Brock anymore. And it's no. not, I don't even think it's not seeing Brock anymore. I think it's, seeing Brock pop up and then fuck off yeah. for like no for sure month on it. All right. Um, so, 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 so let's get honestly, into the hold on, topic. hold on, oh, hold on, okay. hold on. Because, <laughs> because no, this, that's where I'm going because I think this also encompasses this conversation of birthday versus Christmas. Like which one are we more ex- like, or, or am I more excited for, or should we be more excited for? I think it's obviously Christmas because guess what I want to talk about right now. It's not my fucking birthday. Yeah. Well, like, and- like, like in December, I want to talk about Christmas nonstop, right? Right now, I have no desire to talk about my birthday. I think that that's fair. And that's I guess that was the question I was going to ask is that there are people who it's like, oh, it's my birthday month. And they get like real fucking excited and wild about their birthday. And like I used to love my birthday. And now I've had like three or four years where I didn't even celebrate it. Like I just like popped over my parents house and we had like a quick slice of cake, sang a song. And then I went home with no presents. Like, yep. like Christmas yeah, presents. Yeah. Like <laughs> birthday, birthday has become so like non-existent yep. to me. Now I'm look, I'm closer to 40 than I am 30. So I'm yeah. sure that when that 40th birthday comes, it'll be real exciting and it'll be like a big deal. Yeah. But then it's like, I feel like once you hit 30 from 30 beyond, it's like, unless it's one of the big 10 year marks, like it's kind of just a day, you know, you get a couple gifts and that's it. Um, I mean, I feel like after after 21, I didn't really celebrate a lot. It, it kind of turned into what you were saying. Like, I'd go see my family and I'm like, we might do gifts. We might not. I mean, it kind of depended on the year. Um, we probably have dinner or something. But I was actually just talking about that the other day. The people that turned this into like a birthday month. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, you don't get a whole month, man. Everybody has a birthday. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And <laughs> you, that, that you don't get that. And, and I've got, I've got friends in like, like that low are places. that are involved with, yeah, friends in low places. <laughs> yes, uh, friends that are involved with like musicians and stuff, and and will like book a venue to throw their own birthday party and that shit is wild to me yeah no it's it who throws dude yeah guys everybody's gonna get together and we're gonna celebrate me yeah (laughs) (laughs) throwing your own birthday party after like maybe like 10 years old just feels wild shitty yeah it's that's a wild move right Um, 
yeah, I, and I think that that's I think that that's valid. I, I look, I'm glad that we talked about the roadster for a little bit because yeah. because you know this is pretty much the end of our conversation. <laughs> yeah, about Twenty Christmas. minutes about Cody Rhodes, and then we're like, "What do you think? Birthday versus Christmas? Uh, Christmas." All right, he, that ends this yeah, episode. The, you know what? I I really didn't think this out. This topic is great if you're doing a call in show. Like, all right, call in. Well, sound that's off. You want to call Teddy into the birthday. room and be like. <laughs> Christmas or birthday. <laughs> I mean, my thing is, is like, it's, it's, it kind of goes back to the Thanksgiving thing where people are like, oh, you skip Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, Thanksgiving's a day. Yeah. You don't need Your the whole month of October, day. Uh, November a, for it. Yeah. Exactly. But you, you know what? A, here's, here's the flip side. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Play devil's advocate. We're both hypocrites here because fucking Halloween <laughs> is the month of October <laughs> for both of us. But that's still, that can still be like, Stores are decorated for Halloween. Places that are is decorated true. for My Halloween. mom's the only person I know who has Thanksgiving decorations. My mom has Thanksgiving decorations Ridiculous. too. And I, I think it's I think it's more of a fall decoration than it nope. is like my, my mom's no, that's straight up Thanksgiving decorations. Pilgrims, uh Native Pilgrims. Americans, and turkeys. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like like our Thanksgiving decorations are like a lot of browns. And yeah, like a leaf or something. I get yeah, yeah. Reeds and shit like that. But no, no, not at the Kelly household. Pilgrims and shit. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom goes all. If, look, if she could find three giant boats to set up in the front lawn for Columbus Day, she fucking would. She's got decorations for every holiday. It's insane. I mean, I just like I. I, just I will argue that, that Halloween. <laughs> yes, I. I have to. I would argue that Halloween is a season. Uh, Christmas is a season to me. Thanksgiving is a day. And your birthday, it's literally in the fucking name. Yeah. Birthday. Um, so if you're out there and you're arguing that you should get presents for the full month, go you because you should always argue for more presents. But I will say, dude, it's only one day. You only yep. get a day. 100%. I can't afford to buy you presents for a month or take you places for a month. Well, I'll take you places for a day. Well, in case I didn't tell you, yeah. happy birthday, Dylan. Oh, thank you, Matt. Love you, buddy. listening to the Geekscape Network. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 